0: I actually tried to get in the uh, the Marine Corps recruited me.
1: They recruited um, you? Oh wait, Vietnam? Yeah. No. no. Oh, I'm so sorry. I was so sad. I'm so sad. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. wow.
0: Wow. Well wow. it doesn't storm. I was yeah. I was
1: eight years old when Vietnam Jesus, then, I'm so sorry. Not Why enough. did that leave my mouth? I it well, as note, soon as I it. I was great. like, no, you can't. Later. Come back, come back, where it's no, they're too late. <laughs>
2: Greetings and salutations, everyone, and welcome to another episode 8.23 of the Stories for Nerds podcast, the show featuring a group of sci-fi and fantasy authors who not only love to discuss the latest adventures in books, TV, film, video games, anime, and all other firms of nerd entertainment, but well, they also read and collaborate in stories as well. And I have the immense pleasure of being here with the uh, immaculable Abby Goldsmith. Hello. And the absolutely amazing Scott Parkin. Good morning, good evening, and good afternoon. And Raphael M. Jordan. <sighs> yep. Apparently, I covered
0: all the greetings, so Raph has nothing to say.
1: <laughs> Just gonna move on with the show after that. I mean, why would I expect anything less from Eric? <laughs> Thank you for the introduction, Mister yeah you're welcome buddy and there's also yeah 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 don't don't (laughs) don't mind me just gonna get the show running i guess but yeah folks uh thanks for swinging on by for another one of our nerdy chat episodes uh this is actually going to be the last uh nerdy chat episode this format for the year uh so we are really looking forward to having a very enticing discussion uh, in the latter parts of this episode, but before we get to that we always like to get updates with the authors on the panel and what they've been up to on their running front of things so starting off with you miss abby goldsmith how's your writing day coming along
3: good i'm chugging along mm-hmm. on the new series so yeah it's i i have to do a lot more world building like i'm kind of like pantsing it more than i usually do so yeah it's um but it's interesting it's, it's how many words do you
1: know how many words in you are yet
3: <laughs> no i haven't done a word count it's like 20 chapters um each chapter is usually about okay. two thousand words ish or so
1: very so, yeah. very good very lovely and how about you mr parkin what you've been up to
0: the imposter strikes once again. Um, didn't do much riding. Spent most of my time repairing things and building an outdoor table. you <sighs> Did you stain it? Yes. Uh, well, I oiled it. Uh, butcher block top. Really? I,
1: I was about to say, dude, okay. you never showed us
2: any... Yeah, I keep asking you to show oh, me the stuff you make. I I'm want to see that. i will take
0: a that. picture, yeah, because I, I finished assembling it today yeah. and put a second coat of, uh, of penetrating oil on it. But uh, I'm kind of proud of that one. I'll definitely take a picture.
2: So, so does the penetrator make the wood mm-hmm. darker? Because I don't like staining makes it darker, gives that nice little dark finish. Does the oil change the color, or is it just kind of preserve the, the natural wood In this
0: color? case, it's got a, uh, a redwood tint in it, so it does oh.
2: make oh. it very red. Okay, uh, okay.
0: So, but it is clear. It's a clear finish. It's not like a stain where it kind of covers up the. It's certainly not like a paint uh-huh. stain. Can be variably the nice thing about about uh, penetrating one is it actually well penetrates the wood, goes as deep as the wood will allow it to go. So you can keep putting so coats on. Kind of brings on, those grains keep, out more. So it makes it. Yeah. It actually hardens the surface a little bit. Mm. So for an outdoor table, it's, oh. it's perfect. Once it cures, it actually hardens the surface and it's absolutely waterproof and UV resistant. So. So oh, do you okay. actually use this stuff fact. in your household? I do not use it indoors yet. Uh, I've only used it for outdoor furniture. Um, but I have no problem with it because, you know, once it cures, it's no different than any other finish. A lot of people use like a boiled linseed oil uh, or right a, a wax. And this is the same effect. It's just. A penetrating oil that specifically penetrates the wood, as opposed to a surface oil that just conditions the top. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I like natural finishes so, the, by and large. I like to it, see the wood grain.
2: So okay, is the pen, so the penetrating oil is that like what lasts long? Because I know with the staining, you eventually have to stain after a certain amount of time. With, you know, like, does the penetrating oil just last longer, or do you still have to yeah. kind of apply coats after a certain for,
0: amount of time? Well, you'll you'll want to re- refresh it, but for outdoor use. Part of the problem is, is that when you use a stain for outdoor use, you then have to cover it over with a, with a polyurethane or something to give it, right. Some protection. Right. Yeah. The problem is, is where I live because of the intense sun and heat in the summer. Um, it's really hard on, on polyurethane, uh, which tends to flake off okay. and go away after about two years. And then it sun fades the, the the color. So I'm trying to see if I can get something that will keep its color and keep the, the UV protection on there. It's interesting because the first coat, it actually rained the next day. Of course it, of course <laughs> it did,
3: <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay. Yeah. Because
0: it only needed four hours to become water resistant. And in fact, the water was beating beautifully on the surface. So All right. oh, uh, and nice. I know I have second coat on and yeah, I mean, okay. It's woodworking. Who cares? Um, but <laughs> I care. I, I am very entertaining. I want- oh, okay. sure okay.
2: So, I tell you, take pictures. I yeah, want to see wait, these I, things. We're, we're going to have a
1: longer conversation after the show, but yeah, I, 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 I can nerd out about this sort of stuff, crafting and but yeah.
0: Um, I should take pictures because I've, I've now got a nearly fully furnished shop in terms of Oh, come on. I have a jointer. I have a planer. I have a bandsaw. I have a, a radio alarm saw. I have a table saw. I have a sanding station about the only thing, and I just got an industrial drill press. Oh.
3: Um, so legit, man.
0: Which I'm refurbishing. It's it's one that sat in a garage for 10 years. Uh, so okay. I brought the motor in and, and reconditioned the, the motor. It was had lots of buggy bodies in it, and, uh, and I blew those yeah. out. And
1: did
0: a little bit of work to replenish and, and restore. Um, and now I need to go reinstall it and see if it works
1: yay (laughs) (laughs) yeah
0: I mean if it doesn't work it'll only take a second for the uh,
1: circuit to blow so you know Uh, well crossing fingers on that but yeah for real though um, definitely send us some pictures of of like what you've done so far definitely want to see that Um, and as far as me and my writing stuff I'm not gonna lie um, Netflix kind of messed me up because (laughs) because because in in case y'all couldn't tell i i i went on a really long hiatus of netflix like over this actually i unsubscribed spring or something like that and so because of that there was a a a lot of stuff in the slush pal that i haven't been watching and it i kind of went down a rabbit hole i was like oh what's this oh what's this oh what's this and I'll we'll get more in depth with some of those things that I definitely <laughs> did. But uh, yeah, oh, oh, s- oops, so, sorry. <laughs> but um, speak, speaking speaking of which, on uh how about we do a quick little brief update with all all the nerdy stuff that we've been up to since the last meetup. up, uh, starting with you, baby.
3: Yeah, well, I wish I could say I was watching a lot of stuff, but I have not. Well, the you courses. spent the, just how I roll. I mean, well, yeah, you know, I, was say, I, I you, was you spent in a Florida, good chunk of it so, like just on yeah. the
1: road, Dude, yeah. which is awesome.
3: Yeah,
0: and working on the road
1: yeah.
3: too. Okay, so here's a nerdy thing: we went and saw the uh, Homo Sasa Wiki Watchy Mermaid show. So, yep, yeah, it's they do like kind of like a reenactment of the Little Mermaid, but like the hands Christian Anderson.
0: Uh, a little more Hans Christian uh,
3: Anderson version,
0: which plays nicely um, in today, today's theme. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> that's a truth. Yeah, it's it's not. It, yeah, it's a little more gentle than that. But anyway, what they do here, it is. It's like it's the spring in Florida, where the spring is like this bottomless pit. Nobody's ever explored all the way down into the bottom of this this spring. It's like four hundred plus feet. Um, and then there's like a bottleneck where the water's rushing out, so people can't go beyond that and um the mermaids perform these these like mermaids perform in like mermaid costumes, and y- you can see them like in this kind of like a really yeah. cool theater and um it was great, you know they had like music and they kind of like lip sync to the the story um and they had like people dressed up like the prince and like you know the mermaid's friend and stuff and they did a like choreographed swimming and dancing um and it was really cool yeah oh and i have to say like with this this theater there's like actual fish and turtles in there with them so like at one point a turtle just kind of swam past the yeah i was about to say where are the odds of there (laughs)
1: being um Natural uh, distractions. Oh, I'm
0: trying to look at the mermaid. Yeah, move, yeah, yeah move, move.
1: Like, like Sebastian. Like, move, move, man! You're 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 cutting my scene. And and they always stop and kind of look at you for a minute mm-hmm. because it's like,
0: you know, <laughs> am I bothering you? It's like they know.
3: Yeah. So that was cute. Okay, um, we liked it. That
1: that it sounds time. like fun. And and how long were you actually in that town?
3: Oh, we just stopped to see the mermaid show. We we weren't in the town for very long. Mm. <laughs> I mean, okay. Like a few hours. Um Yeah. And let's see. We also went on like a little boat ride and we were looking for manatees. Oh, there man. were no manatees out yet. It was it's not Is quite it, their uh, season. But yeah.
1: Well, when did they usually show up? I'm not familiar with
3: Really, okay. In the winter. So they're coming in. Yeah, like they're supposed to start showing up soon. Um, we didn't see any, but we did see some cool, like bald eagles and, um, I don't know, like crocodiles or sorry, alligators Mm -hmm. and things like that. Yeah.
1: And for those who don't, uh, who who don't remember, but, uh, Abby, she's been just, uh, she's been on a road trip for the past couple of weeks and and mainly uh, along the, the Florida, the Florida, uh coastal lines and and just up and down that entire state and she just recently got back to her home in texas last week i think okay
0: so you're out there for a good minute yeah we um you you have talked about
3: we were we went to disney world we did that Mm -hmm. we i we talked about that last time yeah Yeah, we were uh, we did the whole disney world thing then we went to the florida keys we went to key west um and then we f- we went through the Everglades and went up through Naples and Sarasota. And, um, yeah, just yeah, kind of did a little tour of the whole state, more or less. You
0: had talked about the possibility of kind of making this lifestyle as doing kind of the road trip thing. It's a semi-permanent activity, or did I misunderstand that?
3: Well, it was worth a try. Yeah. Um, let me just say, like, yeah, so for my job, I need fast internet. And I need good, reliable, mm-hmm. fast internet. So we had we have a lot of things like a, like so. My husband's basically a IT whiz slash programmer. So he he made it so I can like log into my home computer and even reboot mm-hmm. my home computer and so forth. So, even with a poor internet connection, I'm basically able to utilize my home computer and the internet connection I have well, at home. because while you're
0: doing a screen scraping, you can just basically remote control your home computer over a relatively slow, slow yeah. connection. Right.
3: Yeah, which usually works. Like, I found that I've been able to work in coffee shops mm-hmm. and, and things like that pretty easily. But, to be honest, on the road, when I'm in a moving vehicle, it wasn't oh, as good okay. as I was hoping. Well, Now... There still are ways around that. There's Starlink, but the thing is, like even with Starlink, um, you need a very clear uh, view of the sky, yeah. and so in places like uh. Florida, that's not so good. So, and we weren't using Starlink; it's expensive, and we didn't want to turn it on unless because we were of cloud cover or ahead. what. what it
1: can't be because of trees. Really, trees?
3: Trees? Really? Huh. Okay. Because hmm. you think yeah. of uh, um, I think Mars, Mars is and think and of at sea level, the whole bunch right, of sky. Yeah. yeah. Florida, it's, it's a tropical well, some jungle. Depends on where you're at. I guess,
1: oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess <laughs> it matters more like what part of Florida. But yeah, usually when I think of Florida, I just think of, you know. N- when I think of trees, I think of Tennessee in comparison to Florida. So,
3: Well, the whole East Coast, really, like everything east of the Th- Mississippi. That, that, that is, is fair. Trees.
1: That is true. I mean, uh, if you want to talk about something like what, what, a lot of openness you would have to think about like the midwest like oklahoma kansas and and those sorts of areas
3: right which all of that like and and then on top of that there's sort of like logistics where it's like you kind of spend a lot of time thinking about where we're going to stop where we're going to eat like and all that's the kind of thing and so anyway yeah i'm kind of reconsidering the whole like lifestyle on the road Mm -hmm. I like the idea of it in a lot of ways because I don't want to pay five hundred thousand dollars for a house, but um,
0: small house, huh?
3: Yeah, you know, (laughs) yeah, just a small little two bedroom. These days, a half a million is
0: only going to get you a small house, unfortunately.
3: Right, exactly. So, yeah. Anyway, we'll we'll figure it out, but um, I think we're going to shelve that idea for a while. We'll shelve (laughs) it for a
1: while, but you can always go back and reevaluate. Maybe reaccess the. way that you might want to consider that or maybe look at like what regions it might be more feasible
0: well and it was worth running the experiment and see yeah. right? And, right and having fun finding Absolutely. out yeah. a so, lot of people
1: don't even have that you know came came and do that so those to you framing well,
0: See, so i've got a friend who does fractal art who does live in an rv and travels constantly but she stops to do her computing and gets a good Satellite link up, so different issue
3: well, aren't there if also, we were think... to do it Oh go ahead. Well, I mean, I'm just saying if we were to do it permanently, we would have to do that. It would be like stopping yeah. every week to do the work and then probably moving on. but there's so many drawbacks like you'd be surprised. It's like you know if, if you want RV hookups, then you're going to be in a trailer park basically, which isn't very scenic or fun in my opinion most are Um, not
0: no they're utilitarian and
3: right exactly so it's like that's not really why i'm on the road and then also that's as expensive as a hotel Hmm. or more or can be so yeah you know like like we looked into like a koa in st petersburg florida and it was like as much as a hampton inn and i was like this is ridiculous like why i don't know it doesn't really make sense
1: wow (laughs) (laughs) right Oh, oh all right okay yeah! I went, wow! Wow! <laughs> <laughs> just to park your car, more or less.
0: Well, unfortunately. Well, and, well, and to get well, the yeah, electricity. Yeah, that's the problem. Is, know, is that there are facilities? They do some things, but they've also realized we can charge more and get away with it because those who are committed are committed, and it's too bad because it means that right. the that the casual person has to choose between what I like to do a, a road lifestyle mm-hmm. or am I just going to go. Yeah hit an extended stay and do that
1: hmm. but all the same i mean it's cool that you were even like able to just dabble with the thought of it so i'm glad glad that you were able to to at least do the experience and you enjoyed yourself um in in many of those occasions where you made a up. it's
0: all yeah. adventure oh, i still yeah. like to
3: travel yes. for sure so. for sure yeah.
0: Well, and there's something to be said for for right being on the road and being able to go places and do whatever you want to, not being on a strict itinerary or trying yeah. to. You know, I've got I've got four days of vacation. I need to go see this and this and this and this. Being able to just say, you know what, I'm in Florida ish. Just let's see what there ha- is.
1: Just kind do a local hangout of the state. You know, it, yeah, that, that sounds really cool.
3: Yeah, it was. It was really cool to like get to see parts of Florida I hadn't really seen. Um, in and yeah, and be more leisurely about it, so like we could see. Well, yeah, like, I, I was about to I say know, the fact that, that the you know you're places.
1: you're not on a time a uh, uh, a time crunch or anything like that. There there is more opportunities to find those hidden gems, just like off the beaten path and everything that a lot of people want to be able to do just because of like, okay, well, we yeah. got such, a amount of time. Uh, we, we got, we only have enough time to like hit the hot spots and everything. And lo and behold, there we're missing so many undiscovered, uh, th- things in, in the backyard because of it. And it's so much,
3: we actually did find an amazing, um, campsite in one of the Florida keys, kind of close to Key West, Um, just by accident. Yeah. Like we went there thinking, Oh, I don't know what we're going to get. And it was like right on the beach, a really beautiful beach. Um, yeah. And you know, so we could just like go swimming. We, we were playing in the waves. Oh, and then the next morning we went back in the waves, Uh, and there were jellyfish. uh, uh, And I was like, Oh crap. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That, that was actually pretty funny. Like, so I'm, I'm just like playing in the waves and I'm like, and I had my little snorkel mask so I was like, oh, let me see what's in the water. Doop do, do. And I looked in, I was like, oh my god. You know? And and so like then I wasn't sure. I was like, well, the water's really murky. Maybe i maybe it was like some seaweed. I right. could have just been yeah. imagining. And then, you know, a bunch of tourists. There were tons of like tourists in the water. Right. So like a whole group of like Europeans were were like right next mm-hmm. to us and they're like having fun. And I was like, Did you guys see any jellyfish? You know, and they're like, no, no, and we kind of look, both looked down, and there was like a giant jellyfish right there. We're like, oh my god! And then somebody else near, the, near us started like screaming and like running out of the water with like a jellyfish wrapped around her. And we're like, all right, I was oh, say, not all jellyfish
0: sting, but they do <laughs> woo, jellyfish. So
3: <laughs> they were big, yeah. And I was like, are those Portuguese no, man o' war? I mean, don't stay around know. to find out. So. <laughs> Yeah, so that was. I'm glad I didn't get stung because there were honestly quite a lot of jellyfish oh, when I started man. to look. Uh, yeah. Well, well hopefully.
1: Yeah, <laughs> you're right. <I'm> <laughs> Florida,
3: man. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing about Florida. Like, like, I've been to, like, tropical islands and stuff. And I don't know. Florida seems to just attract, like, nasty jellyfish and alligators and, like, well, things that are. It, it gonna could try be to be worse, kill her, basically.
1: It, it could yeah. be Ozzy, Ozzy, Ozzy. Oi, oi, oi. <laughs> <laughs> to land down under.
0: <laughs> we'll live at that. Speaking of places where it seems like all the wildlife is trying to kill you.
3: Mm-hmm, anyway. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> this is true. I've never been to Australia and I actually yeah, don't really want to go. You to know Australia. what? I, I'm not there's a
2: there's no sense of urgency when it comes to Australia. My wife wants to go. And I said nope, and she you said, "Well, your sister her. wants to go." Okay. I said, "Have fun." <laughs> yeah,
0: you do have fun. I'll see okay. when you get
1: back, if you get back. And and not to take away from the two lovely listeners that we have in Australia, <laughs> we appreciate you. We love y'all, but I don't, yeah, you 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 can keep it. You can keep it. Look at
3: that. <laughs> It's so, not that I have, like, I think it would be cool to visit Australia absolutely. for the people and the culture. It's just I don't want to get yeah. murdered they, by spiders nature the spiders is and the drop
0: See, here's the thing is I would yeah. like to go do like an RV road trip across the outback and just see it with my own eyes. But I know that's a... <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: I mean, it sounds good on paper, right? Yep. I mean, it just nope. sounds like oh, that's what you're supposed to do. But what is sp- spend three or four weeks and just take it
0: slow and see things and and figure but it out? Then you realize yeah. seventy percent. When you tell me the par- lar-
2: the world's largest spider no, is there, then, yeah, my no. luck, I'd die the first. Okay, month. Um, so okay. <laughs> well, well, c- considering I don't really, you know, don't really like spiders, and the world's largest spider is there, and one of the most poisonous spiders is there. I am. I told my wife I am not yes, stepping foot in Australia. I was about to say they got the, like
1: exactly. the most poisonous, like yeah. jellyfish. And the jellyfish isn't even big. It's like the size of like your the tip of your freaking pinky. So like,
3: yeah, it's ridiculous, man. No, Forget it. You, you, yeah, no, <laughs> no. I don't need that. Yeah, and like, yeah, like stingrays that actually sting you. Like, no, I'm good. Like, I'm good. So I'm good. Crocodile, yeah, yeah. I'm, su- I'm sure
1: the Australian yeah, folk are man, lovely Australian individuals man. but but your wildlife they they on a whole new level man and I just y'all can, y'all can y'all can keep it y'all can keep it but no no let, let's go ahead and keep the show moving um and Mr Eric Webb you've been up to uh since our last uh, nerdy meetup
2: well since it's November I had to you know with n7 day I had to start up a new hmm. mass effect playthrough um, so I've been playing uh Mass Effect, Legendary Edition, uh playing Final Fantasy fourteen, still watching Free run uh Beyond Journey end Found out it's gonna be twenty eight episodes and it's gonna cover it's supposed to cover almost the entire um because I think the manga is almost finished, so it's kinda supposed to cover the majority of the story and then they might write their own ending type thing. But um but yeah, so I'm been enjoying that. And I actually did find out that series is original. There's no light novel. It's was just manga first okay. and then anime. So it's, it's a, uh, one I'm really enjoying, I got into another series, uh, which is, I believe a Korean based on a Korean, uh, manga called, uh, a reborn, a reborners magic should be special where, um, it's basically the main care. It's basically the kind of similar to the other series I talked talking about for, uh, solo leveling, these gates open up on earth that, um, they, the humans find how to get power, and it gives the humans the ability to use magic. And it's like a free kind of area where you can go in, use a war zone. You don't really have to have people getting killed. Um, and so they start training people in these academies. And there's royals who think they're better than everyone else, and commoners who don't really give much training. Well, lo and behold, one day, one of the gates opens and spews this dark mist, which starts destroying the earth. So they have to go clear this dungeon They send in, I think they said they sent in 1.5 million people and it took them 10 years. And of the 1.5, only six people survived and made it to the very end. And in the final fight, they found out that a dragon's heart still pumps magic and will explode if you don't stop it. And the main character, after helping the other people defeat this dragon, wakes up three years before the main gate opens and realizes, hey... I have, I remember everything. I have three years to get my friends who die trained and ready for this catastrophe that's coming. So he's now, you know, he's training it it, currently in the, uh, the, the, in the storyline, he's currently getting his friends together, the friends he believes like who can help him. And we had close relationships to, he's got them together and it's not trying to train them to get them ready for these gates coming in. It's like, Hey if I have to be kind of the villain to my friends to encourage them, I'll do it. I'll do anything I can to make sure my friends are ready. And uh, so it's, it's really interesting so far because, you know, he's, as they said, he started off, he was kind of a, like trash. He said, he even he admitted it, he had very low abilities and it, through the 10 years that he lived, he picked up a lot of abilities, picked up some special, you know, magic. And then when he got transported back, he still had access to all of that. So he's now like a, you know, t- like they they have tier lists and he's considered, he's considered a, top tier magician that he doesn't reveal though, because he's like, I, I have to start at the bottom. Cause I'm a commoner and I have, to, that's where some of my friends are. And I have to get them and try to raise everyone. Mm-hmm. up. So it's, yeah, so it's a, it's a, it's entertaining. Like I said, so it's, it starts off kind of very dark and then goes kind of into comedy, but you know, what's coming because the main character is like, yeah, I'm having this lighthearted moment, but I know it's coming. And even though I'm having this lighthearted moment, I'm, I need to start getting my friends ready. I need to, I need to encourage them to get, to get mm-hmm. ready yeah so uh, you know been watch that uh, finished Loki season two with my brother uh, I enjoyed that a lot I, it's probably one of the better Marvel series that has come out um, concerning uh, I you know I haven't mm-hmm. really enjoyed the last couple um, We, I was going to go see the Marvels but unfortunately my wife got sick with COVID so we never got to go see it um, yeah, yeah No, I've been sleeping in a separate bedroom so I'm, I'm a little tired <laughs> Because we, we we did, we did tests. I, I'm negative. She she got positive. So I was like, I Thanksgiving's coming up. I gotta fly. So I don't want to catch it. And her ten days is almost up. So but yeah. Uh, other than that, yeah, just just those types of things. I'll probably think of other things after the show.
1: It sounds like he had a good list, though. Awesome. Uh, yeah. And then,
2: how about you, Mister Parking?
1: You've been up to on very fun stuff. Um.
0: I finished watching a show called Psychopaths. Oh right. Yeah. Um which I had started to watch it's on my list. got tired of because I remembered I remembered watching it and not liking yeah. it. So then I stopped for a month, went back and picked it up again and discovered that no, I don't know what happened, but sometime between the last time I watched it and this time something in me changed and I found it a lot more interesting. Th- that happens sometimes. So I finished that. Uh, I had actually started watching a show called uh, Comey Can't Communicate. Oh, um, I've seen, I've seen advertisements. For and that. I had gotten like 15 episodes in and they were still releasing episodes. So I just kind of stopped. And then I went back and finished that one. I really enjoyed that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's about extreme social reticence. Um, uh, uh, and uh it's nice it's just nice there you go watched most of one called serial experiments lane which is from I've like that 2000 2002 something that does like that. sound a little familiar
2: um, yeah i want to say i thought i is watched that. that it sounds really familiar it okay, is. It's an anime. Yeah.
0: It's, uh, fairly old. It's, it's, I've, I used to own it and I lent it to somebody and never got it back. Um, so it's one of those where I enjoyed it again, much more this time because the last time I watched it probably 15 years ago, I was working in the computer industry and I was so frustrated by some of the silliness regarding the technology that I couldn't give the story. They were trying to tell a clean viewing mm-hmm. Now that I'm not as close to that as I used to be, I was able to watch it as a social commentary rather than a technological one. And, uh, again, I, I've enjoyed it a great deal more. Um, so, for what it's worth, I've okay. been going back and kind of watching some older stuff. Watched uh, one on Netflix called Akamakun. It's a new one. Um, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. The the basic premise is um, a detective agency consisting of um, a young demon boy um, who has a bad attitude and is like Sherlock Holmes, but with fewer social skills. Um, Yeah, exactly. And um, and how they deal with, you know, things going on. It, it, It had its moments. Started watching another one on Netflix called Blue Eye Samurai.
2: Oh, I want to see that. That's when I, I, I um, want to see. Two episodes in,
0: they're hour-long episodes, or 80-minute mm-hmm. episodes. They're fairly substantial. Yeah. Uh, two episodes out of eight into it. Wow, we golly G. willikers. Batman, is this thing gorgeous? Oh, it's beautiful. The animation is extraordinary. The story is interesting. It is very um tvma Mm -hmm. um a lot of blood a lot of body parts disattached flying through the air um it's a very violent very difficult story but so
2: far two out of eight episodes i
0: really really like this thing
2: uh yeah i saw the trailer and i was really interested i really want to watch that one yeah
0: it is it's it's been very very entertaining and uh you know Netflix doesn't do as many anime as I like and this is a Netflix Mm -hmm. original I think um so you know it's got Netflix disease which is to say it's too violent and too um dare I say grimdark (laughs) um (laughs) but uh, it's beautiful it really is uh as if nothing else is an artistic experiment, it's it's glorious. But it also happens to have a very interesting so far story yeah. and converging plot lines and you can see the disaster coming from three episodes yeah. away and it's I'm looking forward to it. So
1: very good. Well, then in that case I'm just gonna piggyback uh, off of you because I finished Blue Eye Samurai. And oh nice. yeah, and wow. I word for word, dude, everything that you said is is dead on. It is so much beautiful eye candy. The 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 art is just and the art and the animation, wow. Just wowy, wow, wow, wow. I mean it It's really luscious, really I'm uh, just imagine, beautiful yeah. animation. Yeah kudos to the studio who 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 did the work on it because it was
2: phenomenal
1: um and yes i um um it is very very heavy on the mature-rated stuff it is violent it is is uh there are a lot of well there aren't only the capitated bio parts but there's also a lot of visual revealing aspects of body parts. <laughs> like Game it, of Thrones level, anime, like, like, revealing.
0: When you watch anime, you're accustomed to it's a Japanese, yeah. written, Asian in general aesthetic that you do not show certain yeah. parts. You hint at them you suggest yeah. at them this draws them in yep. loving it's like wow hello with, everything yep. is there <laughs> and they don't shy yep. away from it at all there's a scene at the end of
1: hmm.
0: at the end of episode one or maybe it's two where where the the guy with no hands mm-hmm. or no where yep. yeah the guy with yep. no hands meets the blue-eyed samurai Peaches. <laughs> taking a bath and we see Pe- everything. Oh, <laughs> there's a scene earlier in that same thing where a guy gets knocked out of a brothel and the joke's are. flying through the air, and that's just the way it is.
1: <laughs> it's, it's very, very that, that's, yeah. a that's a thing. That's oh. the thing. But beyond that, I mean the the story and, and, and you're right, Scott. I mean, you, you and it's one of those things like I I know it's going to make me feel crappy and miserable, but I, it's like a train wreck. You gotta keep watching. It. <laughs> you can't turn it around. You gotta, you just gotta watch it. You, you,
0: you, you can tell from the middle of the first episode that this is not going to. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You can, and you, 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 you get an idea of like the, everyone's uh, like all the supporting characters. You, you get an idea of like what their role in this story is. You know, what the, outcome is going to be at the end of the season and 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 so whatever you're expecting it's going to happen and not to say that it's like oh well it's boring because of that it's executed so well that you're just when it does happen even when it does happen you're still like oh no it happened why did it have to happen even though it's supposed to happen that's what makes a good story um (laughs) yeah yeah so um i i watched the Whole season they left it open for another season after that, and I, I I'm 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 here for it. I am absolutely here for it. Uh, and, and Netflix, do more of that, absolutely. Um, what else was there that took me away from my writing? On that <laughs> from Netflix. Um, Skull and Bones. I actually started I, when when that first came out. I mean, that was like when when Netflix was still like a lot of there's still like a lot of talk with with Netflix and their shows before all the other shows start, all the other streaming services started to kind of take a lot of their, I guess, buzz. But school and bulls was a fairly popular, uh, uh, series when it first came out. You didn't hear too much about like season two and that came out a pretty good while ago. I want to say it came out like towards the end of last winter or the beginning of spring. But again, since I didn't have Netflix, and uh, it was one of those things I wanted to catch up on, so I started watching that. Um, and yeah, I mean, you can tell that it, it's it's definitely based. It's definitely YA, uh, a young, you know, based on a young adult uh, uh, series and stuff. Not to say that that's bad. I mean, it's it's. Oh my goodness. Let me tell you, uh speaking of, of like eye candy, um the 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 world that they build in the in this is absolutely gorgeous. I love how they uh, uh implement different nations into this world because um it's fantastic, it has like some steampunk vibes. And and the, there are there are nations and a lot of nations. You could tell that they're, look uh loosely based on like real world nations and stuff. So when you go to these different kingdoms, like the attire is completely different, and 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 the nationalities are different. It 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 is really really well well done on that. And as far as the story is concerned. Um is picking up right where the first season left off uh with this uh with this uh individual who is supposed to be she, she's pretty much supposed to save the world, but things not to spoil stuff, things don't go according to plan at the end of the series, and so now she's an outlaw and everyone's hunting her down. But um yeah, it's I haven't finished the I I haven't finished that whole season yes yeah but um but I'm I'm enjoying that one. Um uh other things uh they cloned Tyrone <laughs> that was a that was a Netflix movie um starring though no, did oh, you see God, that I did see that yo yeah I gotta say it is so <laughs> gloriously Unapologetically black in all the best. Ways. I had been afraid to yeah. watch it because I was afraid they're going to do that bad. No, oh, it was. I, was okay. I loved it. I absolutely no. loved
2: it. Uh, well, it, it is funny. It is. I mean, Sarah and I watched it. We actually did. Like, I think she threw it on worse background noise, and we actually got yeah, really into it. Intent. It
1: was. It was great. It. It, it was blackness in all the best ways. <laughs> I mean, I might be a little biased. So I mean, but. <laughs> But beyond that, my, oh, so, so the premise of it is uh like uh, it, it has Jamie Foxx, uh John Boyega, and uh, I am sorry I can't think of her name, but she's in the Marvels uh Eric was her character in the Marvels. Well I she was seen in she was in freaking um um, 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 um uh WandaVision uh, if she uh you,
2: if she Oh, I know who you're talking about. Oh, I man, don't remember.
1: Right. No, the clone Tyrone, because I want to get her name right. Uh Tayana Paris. Uh yeah. Um she she was in it. Okay. And and pre- and it's it, it's sci fi ba- based in in a fictional city in LA where um they're trying to capitalize on on a lot of different uh, uh, customs in the black community, and they're <laughs> trying to put it nicely. <laughs> but man, it's 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 so much fun! It, it it's so much fun! It's so well done and executed, and and it, it, it's, it's it's absolutely hilarious. Jamie Foxx, being Jamie Foxx at his best, and, and so I, uh, I I recommend it. It, it it's an absolute Jamie Foxx is one of those actors who's underappreciated
0: Absolutely. And can be an exceptional actor yeah. and he's oh, got yeah. extraordinary comedic yeah. timing when he chooses to do so but-
2: I think part of the problem is he does a really good movie and then he does a really bad movie and then he'll do a really good movie and then he'll you know do a really what? bad movie
1: I'm- I don't know if I would argue against that. I mean, you—he—he he went from freaking Ray I
2: mean, he, <laughs> to <laughs> Ray Charles to doing some, yeah, some airplane movie. I was like, why? I, I went right. to go see this Jamie Fox didn't go. Why is he in this? This, this is so
1: bad, Jamie. You, I mean, not to tell you how to do your business, but check check, check your agent, man. <laughs> but before the case uh that they they time Roll That that was a good that was a that was a that was a win. That was a win for him. Definitely it. I suspect Jamie
0: Foxx a little bit cuz cuz he can write his own tech, uh-huh. right? He is he is big enough that he can pick any yeah. film he wants to be in and choose any film he doesn't want to be yeah. in and get away with it. I think he doesn't because he he wants to just change space sure. and and stay fresh. Um
1: Yeah. yeah. He can do that. But how about we keep this show running, folks, and get into a little bit of nerdy news where we offer some sci-fi and fantasy book recommendations along with updates in their culture. Uh, Guys, I will not apologize for this book recommendation that I have for you. I was like, wait a minute. How can I not (laughs) mention this book? Um, I'm talking about the Free Trader Khalid Onnibus, the complete series, actually, and it's A Cat and His Human Minions by author Craig Martell. I cannot believe that uh, I am now just hearing about this. So the overview is, with a vision of a world free from war, one man and a cat set out to make their fortune. The most lucrative? Trading in tech of the ancients. If they could find it and bring it to willing buyers, if only it were that easy. But then everything changed. It became bigger than Braden and the Golden Warrior. Brayden only wanted free trade, but there needed to be peace, and that became his mission. So joined by a cast of sentient characters, Braden and G-War fight for all humanity. So all nine books of the free trader are in one collection, and once again, this is a cat in his Human Minion series from author Craig Martel, and this is available on Amazon. Um, between now and uh, um, by the time you guys get this episode, which will be on Friday the 17th, Monarch Legacy of Monsters will premiere on Apple TV. So, following the thunderous battle between Godzilla and the Titans that leveled San Francisco and the shocking revelation that monsters are real, Monarch, Legacy of Monsters, tracks two siblings following in their father's footsteps to uncover their family's connection to the secretive organization known as Monarch. Clues lead them into the world of monsters and ultimately down the rabbit hole to Army Officer Lee Shaw, played by Kurt Russell and Wyatt Russell, taking place in the 1950s and half a century later where Monarch is threatened by what Shaw knows. The dramatic saga spanning three generations reveals buried secrets and the ways that epic, earth-shattering events can reverberate throughout our lives. So Once again, this is Monarch Legacy of Monsters and this is available on Apple TV. Uh, Final bit of nerdy news. By the time you guys get this episode, Persona 5 Tactica will be available on platforms. Um, so the purpose of it, after a strange incident, the Phantom Thieves wander into a bizarre realm where its citizens are living under a tyrannical oppression, surrounded by a military group named Legionnaires. They find themselves in a grave danger until a mysterious revolutionary named Arena rescues them and Offers an enticing deal in exchange for their help. What truth lies behind Arena and the deal she offers to the Phantom Thieves? Persona 5 Tactica features an all-new story, the return of fan favorite characters, and brand new allies and foes. Join the group as they lead an emotional revolution in this thrilling combat adventure. So, once again, this is Persona 5 Tactical. Tactica, excuse me. And this is available on all major platforms including Xbox Series Series X, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, the PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5 and also on Steam. So whatever the case, folks, if you want to stay up to date with our sci-fi and fantasy book recommendations, along with updates in our culture, be sure to check out the storiesfortheirds.com website. Oh, and disclaimer, um, we did close our Twitter slash X uh, page. So we now uh, have we're still on social media, though. So we we still just have our Facebook group where you can check us out. So, to that end, folks, we have finally arrived to our nerdy chat discussion. So, uh, for a little background, this all started off with an interesting conversation that we had with uh, Miss Goldsmith. Uh, and she mentioned that her tour series is considered this genre that we've never really heard of before. It's called Grimm. And when I looked into it, I was like, okay, there's Grimm, and then there's Grim Dark. So, we were trying to identify and this and, and and really discover like what what is this grim dark genre that that everyone was talking about so and we ended up having a really thoughtful conversation about like well why is why why is there this grim dark genre when there's just like the tra- you know tragedy a tragedy. So uh, we weren't able to finish that conversation because, hey, we had the show to run and record. So I thought that this would be a great opportunity for us to continue that conversation and, and just discuss exactly. Is it tragedy or grim dark? So, um, guys, I did leave a definition of grim dark from dictionary dot uh, com dot com. And, and this doesn't have to end all, be all, but just for a little context, this is what people generally think of when they hear Grimdark. And it's a dystopian fantasy fiction characterized by harsh settings, extreme balance, and a bleak, fatalistic perspective on the future of humanity. Okay. So, um, and then... Um, Uh, I don't know, gang, if y'all read this, and this will be in the show notes as well, but there was an interesting article uh, talking about what grimdark means and why it matters. So so let's start with the first uh, uh, question. Um, Like I said, this led to a really good debate over what exactly grimdark is and why such a definition was made to identify stories. So um, starting with you, Abby, um, why don't you give us a little background? Can you tell us um, why y- you felt your Taurus series didn't really fit, th- this definition?
3: Yeah, I mean, well, by that particular definition, I wouldn't say it has a lot of extreme violence. Now, there is some bleakness, fatalistic perspective, harsh sheddings, yes. Um, future of humanity, right. no. I mean... So personally, it seems to me that like Grimdark seems to be like a rebranding yeah. of tragedy, and and I do not really agree that mine is that it isn't. Mine has a happy ending, um, so it's not a tragedy. And conversely, a lot of people label um, Joe Abercrombie's work as Grimdark. So a lot of people say, oh, that's the poster child of Grimdark. Now, if you've read First Law by Joe Abercrombie, it's actually a kind of fun romp until mm-hmm. the end when it's a tragedy. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, so I read that and I was like, what are they talking about? Grimdark? This is yeah. just some fantasy. Come on. And, yeah, I, I think what it is is people are just, were just, like, blindsided by the ending and they were just like, oh, my God. it! You know, this is terrible. Um, it, and I see that a few, and a number of epic fantasies that have come out in the le- recent years, the Art of the Adept series, um, Peter V. Brett's The Painted Man, The Warded Man. It starts with with that his series, Brent Weeks' Lightbringer series. There's a number of of like these epic fantasy series that have all all kind of started out kind of fun and hopeful, and then they ended in horrible, devastating tragedy, where you know the main hero gets like murdered horribly or does some horrible thing and and screws over their life forever. Robin Hobbs as well. So so then,
1: well, and to me, in my opinion, that would just sound like, okay, a a tragic tale. It doesn't have to have a genre to define it, you know? And even when I was, like, reading that definition, I immediately went back to, like, towards, because, like, I read that book. I was like, this, no, no, it's not. (laughs) It's not
3: thanks, yeah, so I well, I think what happened was so mine has been labeled dark, and I think that's part of it is because it's on a website where there's a lot of light hearted silliness yeah. going on on this website. It's like all web serials where people are having fun, heroes are smashing bad guys, and then mine comes in, and the mm. hero is getting repeatedly smashed by the by the bad guys right. because they're not powerful enough yet, so yeah they they get powerful later on in the series, but in the first few books. Uh, he, Thomas and Ariok are not having a good time. They are.
1: They, they're going suffering. through it.
3: <laughs> so so people are like, it's dark. It's, it's so only dark. I can't handle it. Why, it's grim why is your character dark. suffering? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, people will argue about what, what the difference is yeah. between grim and grim dark and dark. Yeah, there's that that there's a lot of controversy in the industry about like how yeah, to find those. because even
1: because even that article uh, that that I shared, like uh, the the person he 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 offered some examples of grim dark, and I was just like, this is just this is such a broad scaling. And the thing is, you we have to go back and look at previous stories, and like, oh well, okay, well I guess that's grim dark, and I guess that's grim dark, and I'm just like why so so okay so all this 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 pretty much goes into my my question for everyone and and scott uh you, uh you can start with it but um why isn't it enough that post-apocalyptic or dystopian or dark fantasy aren't enough to, in their categories or or maybe why why should they be?
0: I'm going to play the devil's advocate for this. Oh, please do. Um, keeping in mind that I had, okay. Why isn't it enough that post-apocalyptic or dystopian or dark fantasy? why uh, aren't enough anymore, or maybe why should they be one of the, I ended up having three hours of conversation with my two oldest sons, both of whom are Warhammer, 40K aficionados, which is where the term Grimdark came from. Um in the grim darkness of the far future, there is only war. And that's really important because that idea that look, in Grim Dark, it's not tragedy because it's not archetypal forces. It is the suck. Everything sucks. There aren't evil people. There are merely people trying to do something that may or may not be useful or helpful to you, that may actually be dangerous to you, but it's not because they're evil. There are no conniving. There is no hero. There is merely getting through. Mm-hmm. And that's a distinction that I think is important when you talk about dark versus grim dark. There is a distinction because I've been writing dark for 40 years. Um, I, I have a thing for dark, but I do not believe in mm-hmm.
1: Um
0: I believe in heroes. I believe in tragic heroes. I believe in people who may get crushed by the system, but the crushing is the point of the story because it's illustrative of exactly the opposite of what it appears to be. You show that because you want your reader to feel bad about the crushing in grim dark. You don't feel bad about anything. It just is what it mm-hmm. is. So the example in that article, for example, of, uh, of Conan, the barbarian, right? Robert E. Howard. Conan is not a hero in any traditional way other than he's the main character and is extraordinarily powerful and knows exactly mm-hmm. what he wants. And he doesn't care what the cost is to other people because that's not his concern populate the world with nothing but that mindset and arguably it is the reflection of the modern social construct that everything is pragmatic everything is I want mine and to heck with you Um, not because I hate you not because I want to destroy you but because you do not matter to Mm -hmm. me and that's where grimdark is a little bit different from traditional dark
1: or um, or tragedy in my view yeah I think that kind of like uh, piggybacks off of like Abby was saying and and the examples that she was giving is like, well, a lot of these just they 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 start with a certain direction and all of a sudden they are just like, oh, they just end in sadness. And (laughs) And having said that, I think the term has
0: now been because it started out as a very particular type of story. And it has now become so broadly saturated. generalized that it, yes. is, it is attempted in, in when it was trying to be a, you know, six books and an mm-hmm. idea, Grimdark had a, had a definition, yeah. but then it became a genre with a marketing budget, at which point all of the lines yes. went away and who cares now they've, they've conflated a whole bunch of things into Grimdark that I don't believe belong there. And that's what I think happened to Abby is that Abby's future may have. There may be a tremendous amount of suck, but it's not about the suck, yeah. and there is a yeah. hero. Yeah, thank right? you. Right? Yeah, and that's why it, it, it may be grim. Yeah, mine is heroic it may be dark, fiction, but it's not grimdark. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah. Well, to be fair, I, I don't think too many people are saying it as grim dark. I, I hear a lot sure. of people saying it's it dark, dark and being kind of shocked by that. Like, like they're like, oh, <laughs> <Lord."> um, well, <laughs> like when you put it out there on uh, Royal Road
0: and people kept saying, come on, man, why are you pounding this poor guy so much? He's got to win. He's got to win. He's got to win. Well, hang yeah. on a second. <laughs> That's not what this story is about. <laughs> But that doesn't yeah. mean that I'm that I'm embracing the suck. That just means that in order for the victory to be meaningful, it must come after much effort and
1: absolutely and, and yeah.
0: suffering. Yeah. Struggle.
1: Absolutely. Cause even uh, going back to uh blue-eyed samurai, I guess you can't even call that Grimdark just because it's it's uh it's showing a lot of instances of the worst parts of humanity especially concerning this time period holy crap it's things suck right now but holy crap things sucked <laughs> especially especially for for women oh my god that 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 it, and and they show they show that that struggle from different perspective from various women's perspective and you and you just see all the worst aspects of what it was like to be a woman so you and and then you see the 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 class system and how pretty much your 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 worth is already determined the instant that you're born and the odds of you moving up to that the, the only luck you might have is possibly like moving up to a higher making family, but who would want to do that? So I mean, so I mean, yeah, there is that underlying, and then there's a lot of tragedy in the story. But I don't know if I would say from the way that it's going right now, a lot of people would say it's grim dark, but I don't think it deserves that because at the end. And there's that beacon of hope there there's everyone is everyone's in certain places but everyone has not everyone has maybe championed but everyone has learned something not to give too much away uh, with the series but every every core character they had some personal conflict and they they there has been some resolution. To it, Maybe they didn't champion it, but they have become a stronger person because of it. And so for that, I think that's a small victory. And I don't think that should be grim dark because of it. And then the overall storyline is going on into the horizon for everyone. So there's a, there's a snippet of hope for everyone. And arguably in grim dark, there cannot be that
0: sense of tragedy and there cannot be that sense of overcoming because it can't be overcome. It just is. Um, and that's part of the thing is, is there's a real, it's not nihilism per se, but it's, it's, it's near cousin, Mm -hmm. um, which says this is the fundamental nature of, of life deal. Yeah. Um, there are no moral lessons to be gained because morality, as you understand it, has no relevance. And, and that, to me, that's what Grimdark is. And that is a very particular type mm-hmm. of story that I don't choose to tell, that I don't find any interest in exploring. Whereas I'm very interested in tragedy. Yes. I'm very interested in... I'm very interested in in... I'm very interested in the hero's journey in its various mm-hmm. forms. But I'm not interested in... Life sucks. Then it sucks some more, and then maybe you die. Maybe
1: you don't. Either way, it sucks. Right. Yeah. So, um, and so this conversation it actually did lead to discussion about the role, and, and we've been talking about it a little bit, but we, uh, you know, there's there's a conversation about the role of unpleasant circumstances or tragedy in stories, and so should any sci-fi or fantasy tale by default. Be placed within the, the grim dark category if any of these aspects in the story are present, and and if so, why or why not? And uh, Eric, um, we, we we've had you on the side of it, so what were your thoughts on that?
2: On that one, um, I don't know, because most of the ones I've seen that I would consider grim dark generally weren't sci fi, um, fantasy, yes. I, I would say, but not sci-fi. It's just again, I haven't really seen many that I would classify as grim dark sci-fi. Um, the closest one I've seen that I enjoy is probably Berserk, um, mm. which is mm. fantasy. Um, I would classify that as grim. I'd classify that as grim dark, and I, I would say that definitely would be grim because I mean, guts gets put through the ringer constantly, and you are just going, "Man, can't this guy catch a break?" And you know, it, but he powers on, and it's one of those. I agree with the article that. That um, if you don't have any villains, who's actually the hero? And Guts, in his own way, could be looked at as a villain from a certain point of view. He could look at it as a hero, mm. depending on which side you're on. Um, so I definitely think Berserk falls in that Grimdark one, which I, I, I had to... I was like, actually, yeah, that that does for that. But sci-fi-wise, I'm, I'm trying to think. I really... I, I have, if, there, if There probably are some out there. I haven't watched them, though, just because again for me, grimdark kind of falls in the fantasy uh, realm more to me well, what than it about
3: does. like like superheroes though superheroes are kind of the boys.
2: um yeah the boys i would hmm. say would probably be grimdark um or i, I don't know if actually it's all like i mean the boys it's hard to say cuz yeah i would say there are some heroes in there like um what's what's his name uh not not billy butcher but the the guy whose girlfriend yeah. gets killed I can't remember his funny, name. I um, can't remember his name. But I would kind of, yeah, yeah, he, yes. Right. So I, I would say I would I would consider him maybe that glimmer of hope of do him right always thing. trying to like him and Starlight. I would say are, are the the glimmer of right. hope trying to do the right thing. They might stumble. They might make some wrong decisions, but they're always trying to find that glimmer of hope. Where I would say that you know, Homelander, Billy Butcher, those two would fall under the. If you just had about those two, would be the mm-hmm. grim dark. of That story would be that. um I would say Invinci- Invincible, if you ever oh, read that comic or seen it, gets yeah. borderline Grimdark. Because Mark is constantly put through the ringer. It's, it's you know, he he gets gets stronger, then gets beaten right back down. Gets stronger, gets beaten right back down. And you're just like, man, he just really does not catch a break. So I, I would say that's maybe, because that's a superhero, and I'd say probably falls close to Grimdark as well. Um the the uh, one I know that uh, is coming out, uh, Last Ronin Ninja Turtles, is definitely a grimdark storyline, in my opinion. Just because you kind of, it's, uh, you have all the turtles but one have been killed. And it's one, it's basically a Ronin story about revenge. And you know where it's going. Mm. It's not going to have a happy ending. It, it's, go- you know, it, it's, you know, it's, you can kind of tell what's going to yeah. happen based around it. See, there's an interesting extended conversation
0: to be had is the dark knight version of batman grimdark
1: like the christopher nolan it's
0: dark no i mean it's the comic it's dark i would say grim dark oh 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 the comic oh that okay okay the frank um, miller the frank the fr- okay the, the frank, frank miller, miller.
2: miller. um yes. not not any of the video productions cuz gotcha. they didn't i would s- I would say part one, yes. The yes, once you get into the part where it goes transitions to Batman versus Superman, it kind of goes more Mm -hmm. towards dark than grimdark.
0: See, and that's part of the thing because you know, kind of going through a list of. I I spent three hours with my with my two oldest sons last night chatting about this because they're kind of into it. Is nineteen eighty four, grimdark.
3: There you go. See, I mean, yeah, like, is it, you know, it's it's social commentary. It's tragic. I mean, I think, you know, everyone is it. Yeah, I just think Grimdark is a rebranding right. of tragedy. Yeah. It's a little Dark. bit more
0: than that. I think it's not more than that. I think it's a little bit different than that. But I think much that is actually tragedy is being branded as Grimdark yeah. incorrectly. Yeah. What would you say about uh, Squid Games? See, Squid Games has a hero and it requires a hero it's part of why 1984 cannot be grimdark because ultimately the reason the story works is because you know that that future must not be hmm. it's a, me, it's, a it's not darkness is a meta element yeah. but it's a core part of the story um, Les Miserables let's go back to Victor Hugo oh.
2: Oh, is that good yeah.
0: Because it certainly ends badly. It doesn't end darkly for everybody, but it is a society where a certain level of darkness is inherent, right? Can Jean Valjean ever be redeemed of being poor? Well, the novel then goes on to say, yes, he right. can. But not for himself, only for his project.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, that's Tragedy. But it's not grimdark because there is victory.
2: Yeah, I think I think because there's hope that like if you have that light of hope, I'm going by the article again how that guy defined it. I think the guy just because as as we've already different problem. Well, yeah, I mean, I just think it's hard to define grimdark because based on the definition and based on what that is, you really shouldn't have a hero. You shouldn't have a light type thing, you know. um, And and the fact that it kind of ends with this. Even though he can't have it, future generations will. Which is kind mm-hmm. of that bright over that. Hey, there's the light over the hill. There, there's some, you know, the future is going to be bright. Where, where I think, kind of, if you had it with Grimdark, it might it would have to end a little more along the lines of being, you know, he tried his best to get it with his family, but they never moved beyond their station.
0: Arguably Moby Dick is is in that category because it.
2: Oh it's, yeah, dude. Yeah, right. right. Yeah,
0: it goes yeah. down that same yeah. path. Arguably. Uh, the original Frankenstein goes down that same path. Arguably much of the visual presentation of Blade Runner is grimdark. Yeah. I mean, Um, yeah, I could see that. And here's the thing is, is, is there, are there stories to be told there? Yes. Are there stories of value to be told there? Mm -hmm. Yes. Is it where I choose to play? Absolutely not. Yeah. Ha ha. Because yeah. I don't want to embrace the suck, I live there. I want to embrace the overcome. Good segue, Scott. Even if I can't
2: get the... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because no. I would definitely no. say re-zero. No, follows don't do to, this. Don't
1: take this from me. I have segue. You ruined my segue. <laughs> 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 oh,
3: I'm
1: sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead and finish your thought, man.
2: <laughs> no, so I mean re-zero. I think def- at least from what I saw of it, I only saw like majority of the first season and it was just like it to me that that fell into the grim dark just because i mean yes there is kind of a there is a kind of a hero but he has very he basically finds this girl immediately is like hey you're really cute i'm gonna fall in love with you and it's con and then trying to basically get to know her is constantly murdered tortured killed and, and keeps and you know he keeps going through the story of it and 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 f- how, the, how that first season ends, it's kind of still a, almost kind of a tragic, because he, he kind of gets to the point where he does really get to know her, but realizes the only way to set everything right is he has to go back to the very beginning and kind of not know her mm-hmm. to be able to save everyone. And I think we spoke on that,
1: uh, like when the conversation initially started a couple of weeks ago about like, yeah, uh, I think anime has a lot of stories where there is no glimmer yeah. of light or no no kind of potential for 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 optimistic change at the end it just ends like that like or or even if there is a hero they they, you see the hero he he tries his best and then the the hero fails and that's just the end of the story i'm just like oh well so so like scott says i mean yes there is a place they're they're, they're not not to take away from the quality stories i mean those are some really really valuable stories good stories do i want to dabble in that with my own creativity Uh, not necessarily for me
3: well i will say that like my instincts on the Taurus series were to go dark um but but yeah like so my actually my husband and other readers kind of talked me out of it and to be honest they were right you know i've seen a lot of epic series that go that way and i think it's just it's the easy way if you're an author in a lot of ways Hmm. um no seriously like like i think it's hard to to have a a truly happy ending that's like satisfying yet inevitable and feels like Mm -hmm. like really fitting to the story and brings it all together in a way that's that's like feels like it's because cheap nihilism is easy yes yeah it is it is Cheap nihilism is so. It almost easy. comes along so, the lines yeah, of. Yeah, so creepy. a lot of authors yeah, do that. This, yeah. Almost. almost. Yeah. And
0: that's different from the anti hero, which is a different thing because the anti hero is the mirror image designed to do the hero's journey as failure, not as success. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm with you, right? <laughs> Again, not a place I choose to go, not my thing, but I get, I get it. it.
1: I get it. I get it. So, so um, on, so care. when it comes to utilizing that element of unfortunate events or tragedy in um, and Scotland, Abbey as storytellers, how do you go about like utilizing that element?
3: I mean, I do like to go into the dark. Um... And I, I don't seem to be able to help myself. I mean, I just like to really delve into like the <laughs> darkest parts of the soul or whatever. Um, and of society. You know, I, I have views and I want to express them. So, yeah. Um, and yeah, there, like, so I will... I mean, with sci-fi and fantasy, it's very easy to exaggerate the darkness in a way that's well beyond what we see in, in the real world. So you can, you know not only is it a society that's dystopian, I mean, they own slaves and they're mind slaves. You can kind I mean, just crank gonna, like, it up a little, they, a little like,
1: bit.
3: Yeah, you can crank it up <laughs> horribly. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And I do. Um, you know, like, okay, I have, like, the death architect as one of the main antagonists, and she's a little girl who, you know, her society tells her that, there's um emotions are bad and she shouldn't have them and so she doesn't have them she's like drugged up and doesn't have them but she's also a mutant super genius and she decides that the big problem with society is that people make decisions therefore get rid of all the people so (laughs) so now she wants to destroy the universe and the brakes have been taken off her little wheel or her little cart and um you know, once once um, my heroes start conquering the universe, all the checks and balances that kept her from having minions and having, like, all the power are gone. And now she has all that stuff. So, yeah, the whole and the the big epic ending of my series is, like, a big showdown with the Death Architect, where um, she's a super genius telepathic prophet with lots of minions, robots. Um, she's got, like... <laughs> you know she's got teleporting like drones. Okay, so she's got is like she it's very hard to, to, to stop.
1: That's
3: what I'm trying or to say. Someone else. Okay. Uh, pterodactyls? pterodactyls. Um, <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> that's cute. That's yeah. Not even yeah. Close <laughs> to what we're talking about here. Yeah. Yeah. No. 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 That's my, my main hero, Thomas. He he okay. gets a pterodactyl as a friend, but um. No, 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 no. The Death Architect the way, is well beyond pterodactyl territory.
1: Death Architect? That's legit, man. I was like,
3: oh, <laughs> what? Sure.
1: I'm not, I'm not even messing around with that one. <laughs> Death Architect? <laughs> See, but here's the...
3: And, and by the way, she tortures people for fun. As so, you know, there's the... that In, aspect here's of her the as well. thing,
1: right? Part of
0: what makes the Death Architect work is that it is portrayed as not the right yes. answer. Or at least it, it, it's recognized by the reader to not be the right mm-hmm. answer. Because it comes in a context that says, look, this is a possible logical endpoint, but the cost of getting to Mm. that endpoint is so great, unacceptable. And so we have a hero who stands against her, right? And it becomes iconic. It becomes, you, you can argue whether it's good versus evil or just left versus right or up versus down or in versus out. You can make that argument, but it's still a versus. Yeah. And arguably, you know, that's the core. So is that tragedy? Well, the Greeks said everything is tragedy. The only true story is tragedy. I think they were full of balloons too, but that's a different problem.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, There's tragedy in there. Yeah, There's tra- like, she's yeah. a tragedy I was I about mean, to say that.
0: I mean, this is not who she would have been on her own time. This is what was done yeah. to her.
3: Exactly, yeah, yeah. Like, and and that's the case for the mm-hmm. other antagonists as well in the series. Like, they're the, all they're products they're all humans of that were warped and twisted by the society. Sense, like, yeah. Right
0: now, in the grim yeah. dark, it just says, "Look, there is nothing better than this. There is. It's post morality. It's it's yeah, which is not something that I find value in. Right, I love to tell stories of of the death of hope, or at least of the of the lo- of the failure of hope, mm-hmm. but that failure of hope requires a larger context wherein the failure has meaning. Yeah. And that's not what grimdark does in my view as distinguished from merely dark or dystopian because dystopian again is specifically saying, look, Here's what could happen. It's it's a literature of warning. Here's what could happen if this trend continues mm-hmm. and we do not interrupt yeah. it. It's an intensely, actively moral genre, yeah. which grimdark is not. Because it's not.
3: I would agree with right? it's that. Not yeah. porn. that's yeah. different. Right. Uh,
0: it, it's not. It's yeah. not
1: uh, masochism. That's yeah. different. I mean, just because you're in a, but there's a tragic fine line. setting doesn't mean that by default it's automatically grimdark, which right seems to be...
0: Now, saying that it's grim is not an unfair term. Sure, 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 sure. I think the term has become overused. Yeah. I, I really do.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I think there's a fine line because you see, like, with Game of Thrones and, um, you know, in Joe Abercrombie's series, like, the characters... it's sort of like the the smart characters win not the most moral characters um Mm -hmm. the characters that come out victorious are the ones that can play the system and they're cynically playing the system and you know they might be terrible people that are evil but they win and then the good guys kind of get crushed along the way and it's there's a realism to that that i think some people really like because it's kind of acknowledged that yeah, sometimes real life in real life, yeah. you know, and I executives think that's why Game of Thrones was people. so captivating yeah. when it first
1: came out was because I mean we we had Ned Stark, we had whole Stark families, and we knew that hey these were they're, they're, they they pretty much checked off all the bucket list for the good guys and the good family and everything, and, and then you had the antagonists, and then they were yeah. just going back to what you're saying, Abby. They they just weren't playing. The game right they they were getting outplayed by every single instance and it was like it doesn't matter if you have the moral high ground in this world it doesn't matter if you're and
0: just the meta of that is that it's it's the game that's wrong not yep human yeah. potential
3: yeah yeah and some people will get rubbed by that the wrong way and you mm-hmm. know some readers they're they're like they're like you know i don't want to be in a world where it's rigged so that only you know the the most ruthlessly horrible people can come out on top, whereas I feel like it's a good reflection, it's a good and, and a I good was about to say, I mean, the, I
1: think the reason why a lot of people might personally push back against that is because for them they might that's too close to home. Like that, that's too much of a reminder Whereas for them, they want to read a yeah. story or, 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 or watch a movie or play a video game where they can escape that reality, not, not go into an alternate universe where it's right smack dab in your face. Like, Oh yeah, this is just a reminder of how crappy things can actually be.
0: And as a storyteller, yeah. right. And this is where it becomes really intriguing because, um, there's an argument that there is a, uh, a relevance quotient. If a story is too relevant, mm. if it's too resonant with reality as you understand it, it becomes too painful to pursue. Therefore, the job of the meme deliverer, aka we writer people, yeah. is to make it dark enough to be impactful, to be difficult enough to be uh-huh. impactful, but to make it just irrelevant enough. That you can approach it, and you can engage it, and you can deconstruct it
1: without having to deconstruct yourself. Yeah. And that is the—that's the balancing act, right?
3: I like that. that. The that's, that's, that's the, the challenge. challenge.
1: But that's when you problem. hit it, I mean, yeah. when you hit that spot, yeah, yeah. double done. Okay, so um, final question. So, as someone who may partake in stories, like, yeah, all of us. Um, do you, and, and uh, Eric, you, go, you can start with this. Do you go seeking tales with less pleasant undertones?
2: Um, I'm going to go with similar to horror. If I'm doing a story, I'm not looking to be scared. I'm not looking to be depressed. Unless I'm in a very specific mood. Like, I would say, you know, so for some of the stories, like as we mentioned that, that you might have, you know, this dark kind of frustrating, like why can't the hero win or why is there no heroes? You know, I really can't, mm-hmm. I just see villains everywhere. It's most of the time. No, I'm not going to go after those types of stories. Um, like, uh, attack on Titan. I'm generally, I don't find that one entertaining. to sit down and watch, um, you know, uh, game of Thrones. I lost interest pretty quickly in that one as well. Um, So it's just, you know, some of those stories where where it's, you know, the people I can't find someone to root for, I'm not always going to sit down and watch. And, and, you know, with Grimdark, you kind of start getting into that territory of where there's, at least in my opinion, you get into that territory where you're either going, there's no one here for me to root for, or I'm just feeling more and more depressed watching this because it's, you know, there's, you know, as Scott was saying, it can sometimes hit too close to being... This feels like, you know, what's going on outside right now, or this feels like this is something that's going on in my current life. And I don't want that, right? I don't want that feelings right now. So I would say, generally, no. I don't generally go looking for it. There might be some points, you know, where you just kind of feel a little like, I just need to be feeling depressed. It's hard to describe. Sometimes you just want to have that. You want to you know, have a good depressed cry. feeling and you <laughs> go and watch it. Yes. Yeah. You, you, you. I think it, at some points, you know, all of us have this really low where you, you just kind of want to see something that where someone else has lower than you at, at that point. And at some points you just want to watch that because it's just, you feel so down. They get me. They you understand. You just kind of want to have that feeling.
0: <laughs> but and here's part of the thing, right? Is you're still gaining catharsis.
2: Yes. Because you're
0: going uh, through that's the why I said and saying, ha,
2: yeah. I'm better than that. <laughs> But yeah, but I mean, like, like I said, mo- most of the time, no, I'm I'm not searching for it just because I don't have many moods like that where I really want to go into it. Like, you know, Berserk's probably the closest I go to that because, but that's more, I like the action. I like the, um, you know, guts. I usually enjoy the action. Mm-hmm. I like, the, I like some of the story, you know, some of it gets very depressing. I'm like, okay, well, come on guts. You, you know, I you're power through this. Right. I, I believe in you guts, you know, um, but, but, you know, so, but generally I don't go searching those out. Awesome. So I would say no. Uh, how about
1: you, Mr. Parkin?
0: You know, using Berserk is an interesting example. I watched it. I watched it all the way through. I've, I own it. I've watched it more than once. Yeah. Is it something I enjoy? No. I don't enjoy it for its story. I enjoy it for the experience. Mm-hmm. So getting to the question. Do I seek tales with less pleasant undertones? I want to be made to think generally. I happen to like psychological drama and it's usually dark and a bit, it's not terrifying, but it's, it's trying to understand how does this happen? Where does this come from and what can I do about it? So when I pursue dark, That's where I'm trying to go is understanding. And I do seek it a lot. Now, having said that, I think one of the reasons we're seeing so many of these isekai and other things is that people want to just win all the time. They're tired of the dark and they want the fundamental opposite of it. What the commentator speaking again of of Royal Road and, and Abby's experience there. A lot of people didn't want to go there because all they wanted was the victory because they're tired of, of seeing loss. They're tired of seeing failure to thrive. T- they feel like that's something they want to escape from. And that's why they go to genre fiction is to escape from that which is relevant. Hmm. I happen to seek that which is relevant in metaphor, yeah. not in detail. And so, you know, I happen to really groove on yeah.
1: dark, but, you know, well, not grim dark. How about you, Abby?
3: Yeah, I have a very high tolerance for dark, for grim dark even. And I mean, I grew up reading Stephen King and Anne Rice and a lot of dark stuff, even just growing up. I wanted to, I think I was one of those things where I didn't really have the best of the ch- best childhood. and I kind of wanted to see people suffering more than I was. Um, but also, I do like redemption stories. I, I I really love reading a true crime. People that like escape from terrible situations. People that escape from cults. Um, people mm-hmm. that have survived terrible suffering. I seek those out because I'm like, you know, wow, this is an right. exceptional person. Someone I'm who's already started them. in the gutter, they, like
1: at the bottom, and seeing them triumph over, yeah. over all that
3: stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I love those stories. Um, you know, I, I, like someone I can root for and that, that, you know, despite all the odds and the odds are really stacked against them <laughs> can, yeah. you know, and make good. Something
0: really intriguing um, about a story where someone uses the tool of the bad guy only in order to defeat the bad guy and then walks away from it because they haven't been converted to the dark. Yeah. They are merely confronting it on its own terms. Um, so Scott, have you seen uh, Darker Than Black? I have, yeah. Uh, recently watched a movie, by the way, called yeah. uh, Nobody, which is kind of that same idea, right? It's similar to John Wick in that somebody with a past comes back and does a thing, or the equalizer, or, right, these kinds yeah. of, uh, even even um, Jack Ryan, uh, not Jack Ryan,
1: uh, Reacher. I, I always get those Reacher.
3: Reacher, man, he's just a hero. Reacher is he's a hero just, through yeah, yeah. and through up
0: the... because... He uses, again, and he's that example, right? He uses the tools of violence and, and force, but he uses it righteously, quote unquote. Yeah. He does not yeah. give in to the sin. He merely does what is necessary and
1: stops at that edge. Right. Right always well i love this conversation yeah. and we're probably gonna continue it on but unfortunately we are pressed for time so we are going to seal it for this episode but guys love this chat love this discussion uh thanks for hopping on board and giving your two cents on all of those questionnaires but that is going to conclude this nerdy chat episode. So be sure to uh, check us out in a couple of weeks where we are going to be concluding our final story by nerd surprise inspection. Uh, but don't worry uh, that we, we still got a couple more episodes of uh, uh, uh to go around this season. We, we we have we have that one. And then we have a final episode. So we got two more episodes and then we are going to be going on our holiday hiatus for for the remainder of the year. But where the case folks, be sure to give us a like, th- hearts, thumbs up, stars, wherever Source of this podcast is or that's iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, iHeartRadio, etc. etc. You get the idea. But folks, that's gonna do it for this episode of the Story Stranger's podcast. Hey, I'm Rafael Jordan. Jordan y'all keep thank you big dog Black Level. And this is Scott, Abby, and Eric Seingolf, uh, Mr. Parkin. How about that final send off to our listeners? Don't worry, be happy. <laughs>